Phoenix. And I'm Summer Phoenix. Hey, Sissy. Hi, sis. Welcome to Launch Left Episode 1. Episode 1, well, Launch Left Podcast is many things, but first and foremost, it is a space for well-known artists to launch emerging bands. Um, And it is also ultimately an intentional space to do that. I know there are a lot of artists out there doing it now all over the world. Yay, rah, rah for them. We want to make a space here that artists can come in every week and share their pick of best new bands and we also ultimately by intentional space we just really want to highlight the idea that artists um, stacking kindness upon kindness is a really cool thing to consider confetti real balloons (laughs) real milestone real milestone here it's been a long road for you yeah i i got you know wrangled in at the last minute as the grumpy sidekick doing a great job <laughs> you're doing a great job and you have a voice to match yeah so today what's our what's our exciting first episode sound like to we you? got to sit down and have a conversation with matt burninger whoa from the national and matt. he brought in his launched artist whoa harrison whitford whoa are you just saying whoa whoa because you're shocked that your the, pronunciation that is so good oh, of their okay. names i'm blown away yeah so welcome to episode one thank you for listening please subscribe and rate if you like it and um we'll see you on the other side of matt burninger and harrison whitford Welcome to Launch Left. We'll do the preamble later. Um, <clears throat> oh, my shoulder. Today we have on our show, Summer heard a rotator cuff. Let's just get that out now and talk about it a little bit. We've all had injuries before, so be How? gentle on her. She's con- she works construction. She's a foreman on many jobs. It's a, um, it's a chronic situation, though. It's, it's an old injury. Yeah, is there insurance, though? Does your crew have insurance? No, I work for myself. Oh. <clears throat> well, that was great. Okay, so we're going to talk about right along. who's on here with us. <laughs> and took off. No, we can just ju- we can jibby jabber and we'll edit whatever we want, so we don't have to have any nerves about introducing ourselves yeah. and and or however it rolls out. That's how we like it. So, okay. so I just like to make it as awkward as possible at the beginning, and that kind of gets uh, everyone. It's shaking. true. You know, mm-hmm. she does. That always works. It kind of does. That works for Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to have things just be awkward throughout. He's st- that's his most comfortable zone. Yeah. Okay. Awkward. So warm water for him. We are actually on uh, <clears throat> this podcast. We have two guests: Matt Berenger of the Nash. Bur- yeah, Berenger. Berenger. Oh my god! You should have heard what I did to Devendra Barnhart's name. What's his? Who's that? I've never. What did you like say? Devendra. Yeah. I called him Devendra Barnhart, and he's like, "Wow." Uh, he's, <laughs> he's like, "Do you know that people spell it that way? You're not the first to mess it up, but it's Barnhart." Barnhart. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've never met him, although he was uh, he was in New York a lot, uh, and, and I would see him around, but never met him. Lovely like a, human being. Yeah. We had a good. We went to his house for that podcast. It was really. Silly. What's his house like? Beautiful. Chill. Is it? Yeah. Super very chill. chill. What kind of stuff's he got? Great, great colors. Soft pinks. Mm. Yeah. S- serious He's a pastel kind of pillows. Yeah. yeah. Love you, Devendra. Yeah, I don't he, have a... he played guitar through part of it. It was He's really seen... mellow, you know, the whole thing was like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah. He chilled our bill. He seems like a gentle guy. How come you're not playing guitar for us? But we chitter chatter. Sort of a little bit. On guitar, yeah. So how do you say your name? Burninger. Oh my gosh. Burninger. It's all soft. I'm and so slushy. glad I started off just like total confidence. Yeah. Matt Burninger. Burninger. Yeah, it's good. All right. We're on air with Matt Burninger. By the way, this isn't live, so don't worry about no, it. We no. might come out like in 2021. But Perfect. anyway, good. Um, by the way, uh, okay, so we're on air with Matt Burninger and his launched artist, uh, an amazing emerging artist known as Harrison Whitford. Whit- I don't want to mess it up. <sighs> Whitford. You I didn't like mess you. it up. Okay, yeah. good, because I didn't say it. I did. Okay. And I didn't mess it up. He You're welcome. You, you messed don't. it up? I did not Oh, you did not mess it up. No, you definitely didn't. Harrison Whitford. It's his birthday today, too. What? So. No, no, it what? is. Which is really good. What are we doing? It's actually... When is your actual birthday? I said so it because because <coughs> you have four hundred birthdays. Yeah. So my year. actual birthday was three days ago. Oh, that's right. Happy but, birthday! Thank you. But I have a, a close friend um, who has a really like silly Instagram presence, and uh, Matt follows them, and, and my friend Marshall, and he always posts that it's my birthday. <laughs> Like every two months, really or so. convincingly. Though, <laughs> and so, so this was the first birthday I got genuine like texts from people saying, "I don't know if it's really yeah. your birthday." Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't believe it. So I don't know. I don't know either. I have to ask Marshall. I don't have too many qualms about it. It's okay. What's his handle? At Marshall Vor. What's your handle? At Scarison Whitford. Oh, that's cool. Mine's at Green Gloves. Seven seven seven. What is that? Seven seven seven. It's the name of a song. It's an old national song. It you don't, is. Don't you have any of our records? Oh, I do. I don't know a... Green Gloves. And then there was already a Green Gloves. Uh, there were there were seven hundred and seventy six Green Gloves before mine, so I had to add the number seven seven seven. Green Gloves seven seven seven. Yeah. I do follow the national, and one of my favorite things that you guys did on tour was the pre. Show defensive crouch. I used to do that. I retired that. Yeah, but that was for that tour. That was for that yeah. tour. Maybe I came up with that uh, on the spot. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, it seems <laughs> it seems like I would have had a team. Yeah, that uh, seems like you needed choreographers. I launched, I launched the pre-show uh, defensive crouch on my own, and I killed it on my own because it was getting annoying, and I was just like everybody wanted to like. And I didn't like. I looked stupid in it. I realized after two hundred tries. So. I like that you said you were killing it because I thought you were killing it while you were doing it, and then you killed it. Then I killed the thing. I was yeah. killing it. You yeah. nailed with. killing yeah. it. It was great. It was. It was. Uh, it was to tongue in cheek. I liked it. It was funny. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and I, I have not replaced it with a new move or a new uh, sub brand or whatever you want to call it. A chapter. I need to come. Well, up it's with a new okay. Idea. You made some pretty good music. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Which, you. by the way, I mean. Um, the new I, I'm not even going to say the new because by the time this comes out it'll be the old record but the record that was <laughs> our eighth record your eighth record by the time this comes out it could be what's like, it called again uh, I am easy to find yeah I am easy to remember with an accompanying film that was yeah easy to watch and beautiful yeah um, it was cool we were lucky I had um, I have a friend that is he lives in New York and he let me know how much he loved the record. I'd already, you know, I was listening to it, but he's like, oh my God, have you heard the new national record? All these female singers, what made them do, you know? So if you want to answer a couple of questions, what he, made sent, him do it? he sent questions. <laughs> well, like I was like, oh, if you want to give me some ask questions. Him, ask, ask me his questions. Yeah. I want sure. To, I think it's, that's kind of like a new segment I want to add, which is like uh, people who text with questions. Okay. For you. Um, 
first, this, he does have a selfish question. I know we were supposed to hear, be here talking about Harry, but we can we do will. this instead. We will. We're going to do both. Harrison, please pipe in, because this does is he, part of it. Well, I it's, do really like oh, this Oh, you're still record. here. I do love this record, <laughs> so I'm curious. Okay, let's Summer's see. Summer's here, too. Summer, pipe in. Uh, she hasn't heard the record. She's not, a, she's, she's not. No, she's been following it all. Who's she's saying, not that She's my yeah. research arm of okay. this thing. Um, okay, his first selfish question is, can they get a ticket for me and Bex for their BK show in the park? Now the substance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what was the impetus for having such a strong array of women's voices on the new album? Was it the was it the moment in history or that the singer's wife collaborates on the lyrics or just serendipitous? Yes to all three, but also mostly another but Mike Mills's film. Um, he he started making a film about the life of a woman or, or a portrait. He he tried to make a portrait of the life of a woman and and so we pretty soon that was part of the idea um and so and i've always my wife has always written a little bit on records or helped me edit and arrange and and i and and supplied some of the some lyrics here and there but this was the first one um where she wrote a lot on it but she wrote a lot on it because of mike's film and it was just it was it just needed it needed more literal voices and and mm-hmm. and more perspective and stuff and more than just mike and i and and the band and, and everything he was doing but alicia brought incredible amount of like information to it mm-hmm. um so so we were all it was it was it just needed it and it and it was kind of it was a natural thing for us too because everybody who sings on it has been kind of in our orbit um, or been touring with us for a long time. Um, we met some new people through it, though, like Gail Ann Dorsey and stuff. But it was, it was the film really that 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 pushed us further into sort of uh, just redefining what the idea of like what this record was and what the band was for this record, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if we'll 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 tighten this, make it a. But we we've become a big collaborative group over a long time. So this record just felt an extension of like that sort of big collaboration. Really, really fresh. Was it always part of the film to have the text sort of yeah, explaining? He, yeah, he wrote the script. He, he had, we gave him a bunch of songs, like 15. He picked about seven that he really liked, and he started pulling little things out of there. And then he wrote the script, um, and he knew that he thought the script, you know, most of it would be there as subtitles. He, so he just wrote like a series of small um, just moments and scenes and, and just, just images um, and a little descriptor that kind of goes with it that would, with, that would enhance it or add another level of information. And then the song, the music adds, adds another level of information. And so as we he started putting it all together, he took out a lot of the subtitles because it was, you know, there was already enough layers of information but then the big green or sorry the big colored sometimes green sometimes red and some uh big colors go in there and those were he always knew he'd have these things that kind of give you a moment to to break and so that because it it moves forward so fast Mm -hmm. you know and it's one of those things if you don't take even like a five second just like you know a palate cleanser exactly it's a little dense and so as he's somewhat like life somewhat like life, and even even it, it it moves fast towards the end, and that was kind of his, his intention too. It's like it's, things go too fast, and you always want them to slow down. That's and, so cool. And so yeah, it's over before you know it. And it, so the whole thing was was slowly cooked, but but a lot of these ideas were there from the very beginning for, with with Mike, you know. And he he pulled us 
uh, towards him, I guess, um, more more than the other way around, I guess. How interesting a total departure from obviously how you've made previous records. You didn't do it, to, you know, it wasn't like a film first and then you wrote. We've never with. worked with a producer, like a creative producer before. And, and I mean, we, we've worked with people, mixers and, and producers that do that. But whenever they've done that with our band, we've never been able to let go of the wheel, you know, and, and, and um, it's always caused accidents. Mike, Mike was different. I think we just we were at a point as a band where we felt that we needed more an outside voice you know like we were all mm-hmm. talking about the same things you know like the conversations the musical conversations were becoming redundant and everything and we're all huge fans of what he does so it just felt like a real good fit and it was the first time we were like well let's just see what if somebody else is making the decisions you know did you like that experience you loved it oh, i loved so it cool. yeah i mean i loved it because i liked it most of his decisions you right. know and, and I just trusted him because I've seen his other stuff you know mm-hmm. I'd, I'd seen 20th century women so I was like whatever this guy is thinking about now and wants to write wants to dig into now I'll, I'll help you know and and he was kind of the same same way with us he's like what do you guys want to do can I admit something to you right now sure I texted Mike Mills the bassist of REM today and was like hey if you want to <laughs> crash the party and come in we're going to be at the national Did down he? at uh, Cast Media and he was like wrong one yeah he has I'm not and I said I misread the bio on iTunes because it says not to be and I thought it was like make sure to understand this is the basis for and I was like Mike what a he's filmmaking now like I was like wow Mark, who I know too. We've all, I've met yeah. Mike. Yeah, like I know, and you know briefly. Michael too. We um, opened for this yeah. guy, so yeah. yeah, it was. In fact, there was a song on the record that talks about I the s- other Mike that. Mills. Yeah, and then well, I heard the REM shout out too. Yeah, there's tons of REM shout outs. So and stuff like cool. That. And then, in fact, Mike Mills from REM was 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 called out in reference to uh, Mike Mills, the director, and how both of them are influences. It was kind of funny, but Mike Mills, the director, cut Mike Mills from REM out of that song. So. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. We mentioned him here today. <laughs> he's been really, he's, <laughs> he's been really funny about it too. He, he said no PR is bad PR. Is yeah, he keeps, <laughs> he keeps having to respond. Uh, he, he's getting a lot of messages. Yeah. I've, I've heard. But anyway, no, he's uh, both both heroes, equal heroes. No, it was yeah, it was funny. But um, um, yeah, Mike Mike Mills, the director, though, was like very much sort of directed the record in a funny way, even when we were performing and and stuff and. And, and helped write with lyrics. Chimed in, and, and and it was really it was really back and forth. It was really cool. Have you always had such a collaborative spirit, or do you feel like maybe once you found some recognition as a as a band is when that sort of like kicked in for you more? I know that you've collaborated. The funny thing is, we didn't actually get any recognition until we started collaborating with with much more talented people uh so our first two records we were just trying to figure out who we were and um and then our, our third record was was when i had met my wife and there's a re- there's a song about her on on the our record alligator called karen it's a different spelling but so she was she was a big influence on me as a writer then and then she started like really kind of helping she was she's an editor and a writer and a poet and and so she started helping with the next record boxer and that's the one that sort of like um kind of made us people pay attention to us i think Mm -hmm. um in a a bigger way and so it feels like the the, 
collaboration, and then and right away, I think Sufjan Stevens and Annie Clark and all these people started like working, and 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 uh, like Richie from Arcade Fire and all these other people in our horn players were coming, Kyle and Ben. So we that that's right around then it just kind of just opened up, and then we started getting you know we started getting better, um, and um, so yeah, it's been a really important thing for a long time. But this is the one where it's like most manifests itself, I guess, in the most obvious way, I guess. And how do you know each other? How do you, Harrison, how do you know Matt? I guess through um, <coughs> my friend Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, well, actually, the weird you thing even though, on is that I wasn't though. on that tour. Where were, where were you around? <clears throat> well, that tour I wasn't on because I had got an offer to open a tour with my own stuff, and Phoebe said I should go do that. And then I think we actually met at the Wiltern. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then I got your record. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't wasn't that long ago that I met you. Did no, you, it wasn't that long. Did ago. you go to the same school as Phoebe? No. No, Clark, I'm. She no. knows her. Yeah. Oh, you do. I know Phoebe from when she was in seventh grade. Yeah. Oh, well, that's crazy. No, I I'm actually not even from L.A. I met Phoebe in Nashville. I I'm from New York, or I'm from Boston originally, and then I lived in New York, and then I lived in Nashville, and I made this friend. Um, who was a drummer, and he was from out here, uh, but his dad Lucas. lived... No, not Lucas. I know Lucas as well. Different drummer friend, but I do like Lucas. Um, I don't know any of your guys' friends. That's because they're... Except for Phoebe. They're a lot Summer younger. Summer cast all of them as m- to play me and my band in a video I did because I wanted young... I wanted, like, a young band. I was like, I'm not going to be in it. I'm going to act like did, I'm a teen whoa. band. And they were, we like, 15. Is and Lucas in that? Yeah, yeah. Lucas and Phoebe. Phoebe was the lead singer. She played me, basically. That's really And funny. they were really young. It was, like, when they were 15 or something. This exists? It's called Long Way. Paper Cranes, Long okay. Way. You, can you want to play me on we'll something? Have to watch. What's that? Yeah. Could I play you on something? Yeah. yeah. I'll have to get the... Yeah. The Ray yeah, Bands. Yeah. You got it. You, yeah. I think you got the... You got a better... I like what you got going there. All right. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think you're a good visual embodiment of, of my soul, I think, for a uh, biopic. God, this relationship you just went got far fast. I need to, you just got cast yeah. in my own biopic that I'm making about myself. <laughs> Are you directing it? Yes. It's going to be Written super bro. good. Star. Directs <laughs> their own biopic. That's, that's It's called yeah. You're Welcome. <laughs> the Matt Berninger self-told story. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so anyway, I learned a lot about you. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. So, so that's how you met not too long ago. Not but, too long um, ago. How, how did you... So, And then he gave you his music, and you were like, I like this kid. Well, I, I, I like his record a lot. And then um, we've been, I've been... I've been working a lot of songs. We've been... You work with... The, the thing is really... I moved to L.A. six years ago, and, um, and maybe it's just where our band is as artists like mm-hmm. just collaborating more but out we never really did it that much in New York you know like I didn't we weren't in a, a group of bands that really um, hung out and talked a lot you know it's like um, there was no there's no space that's big enough to hold more than one band yeah no, that's part of it it's like you just there's no more room for it but we like but but like Interpol practice right next to us and stuff and we knew them and we we kind of knew some of the other bands but there wasn't but but you got but out here it does seem like there's a really 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 healthy um, sort of supportive group of people that all these different bands mm-hmm. and all these different yep. musicians, musicians that really really like just go to each other's shows and support each other and have each other play on their records and all that kind of stuff and it, it, it seems like when I came out here there was a different collaborative spirit or something to yeah it. I mean I remember even thinking when I moved out here um, 
from Nashville, like being unsure of whether or not that would exist. Right. And because I kind of thought the whole time I lived in Nashville, like it was the, it, it all, Nashville to me always kind of felt like behind in a way the uh-huh. whole time I lived there. And it was like one of the hardest places to get people to go out to shows or to go uh-huh. out to shows and people were there. I think that's changed a little bit, but, um, I don't know why. Maybe it's cause it's, it's, I think there's just more music here. Mm-hmm. There's more, there's m- different kinds of music, you know? But there's a lot of really healthy pockets of like yeah. of rock bands and, and, and totally and, and just singer songwriters and musicians and so, yeah. playing with each other and just yeah there's more not. It feels like there's more collaboration here which is weird to say because I'm sure it's everywhere but yeah um, that's I moved from New York when I first and yeah. it was basically that sense of there's something in the water here in the ba- in the in the art scene like in the yeah. music and art when I was did like, you come here I was one of the early. Um, early implants in 2010 uh-huh. I moved here um, and five three years five years later everyone else that like made fun of me for leaving New York was here I moved, they moved and I was like yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. but it really was a different vibe because you know also New York carting your gear everywhere I mean all of those things add to it but uh-huh. there was something very collaborative like people care about each other even though obviously there's you know which is interesting to think about which uh, maybe that's you know why Launch Left has made sense for the first time. I conceived of it in 2010, and it's like the idea is collaboration over competition and how do artists help each other, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it makes sense here more than maybe anywhere else right now. Or, yeah. But luckily, we get to have it on the airway, so maybe it'll make sense everywhere. I think it's, I, I, I feel like it's kind of happening, I mean, all over the place. It's, I mean, hip hop more than anywhere else, it feels like. Yeah. It's just everybody's just like like chiming in and jumping collab. in. Yeah, yeah. It's, and collabs. It's, yeah, collabs. It's it's really cool. It's really fun. And and and, and um, yeah, I don't know why. Um, I mean, there's this idea of like the singular auteur, the the band that's this this unit, and I think that is a cool romantic concept. But mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's hard to keep that together. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep that, and you have to uh, you have to change, and you have to just. And so I think being in a community that's like really supportive of just trying different things I think you just you have to like fail you know at at, at two out of three things you try two out of three songs you write you know Mm -hmm. two out of three gigs you do are gonna go badly and all that kind of stuff and and you kind of need your friends around because Mm -hmm. I mean the first several years of the Nationals like only friends came to shows you know and and um, if, if they hadn't I don't know if we would have we wouldn't have had yeah. the, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you need your loved ones, you know, mm-hmm. who will, who will kind of support you even when you sucked, you know, even when your, your show was bad and like stuff like, and you need those people to, to, to lie to you, you know, and tell you how great you are. Um, even when you're, when you're, when you're barely, um, barely even, you know, good. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just healthy and, and like it, art's hard to make, you know, it's art mm-hmm. and, and because it's everyone else's job to say why it's not art. And it's not good right. enough to be called art, you know. And it's and you're. It's like being an artist is like saying I'm going to be a, a magician, you know. Like, and okay, you're not going to do anything else. You're like you're just going to do magic tricks. You, you, they have to be convincing, you know, for for you to get away with like like putting your kids through school on magic tricks, right? Right. And so, magician artists, it's like you have. It's the rest of the world's job to say nope, that's not magic, you know, and, and because you're you're. You're trying to be something um, 
that is that is that you don't have to go to work. You know, I mean, it's hard work. Right. You, you work your whole life and ruin yourself trying never to go back to work. But it's it's like creating something yeah. out of nothing. Yeah, and so so like the brutal world that an artist steps into, and just you're just gonna, most people are going to tell you ninety percent of what you do is not good. You know, right. Um, your whole life, even little kids, you know, they don't, you don't realize, but little kids get turned off by art because an uncle says something, you know, like you, you can ruin an artist, you can blow out the flame so easy. And so you need a bunch of people out here just relighting your flame and telling you, you still, you don't suck, you know, that's wise. Yeah. You don't suck, Harry. Thank you. You're exceptional. Thank you. You're an emerging artist. It's easy. It's easy if you do that too. It's like that's the other thing. It's a world of abstraction where you can tell yourself you suck as much as you want, you know. And and that's like a thing that you have to grapple with too. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not bad. It's not. It's not bad to do that. Yeah, a healthy amount. But it's hard. It's it's hard to be the only one like telling yourself that you've that that what you're doing is is uh, is worthwhile and, is, and, yeah. it, and will connect if it connects with you it'll it'll connect with somebody else it's yeah, hard totally. to, if nobody else is telling you that it's hard to hold on to that belief, yeah you know how many of the songs on your record are come from the place of Isaac um I don't I actually don't know if any if I've ever written consciously out of I suck but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean there are I have had experiences with that record like like one I think about sometimes is there's a song on there called Take a Walk mm. that's this really sort of just mundane song about whatever literally about like taking a walk because you're having a panic attack and I had that's ha- the first song I love yeah, it and I had had this experience where I it, it was take on a, a birthday take a walk love it she's got it in her head mm-hmm. you should play it right now guitar for the audience we'll splice it in later we'll go ahead there will I had, I was, it was like my 20th birthday and I ate a bunch of edibles and a bunch of mushrooms and good choice and and on an empty stomach Mm -hmm. and which is something I had done before. Weed edibles and then also, and then also a bunch of mushrooms. As you do. A mushroom chaser. A mushroom chaser. And I had this, um, like panic attack. That shocking. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was like a birthday party too, and there was uh, like forty, so there were like a bunch of my friends there. And it was the thirtieth birthday party you'd had that year, but thanks to Marshall. It was a, yeah, it was yeah, it was the thirtieth. That it was my twentieth birthday. It was the, the my forty fifth birthday that year. <laughs> but I had this experience where for like months I had these panic attacks that all stemmed from this trip. Yeah. From basically, I would have a thought that would um, be like a shameful thought where I had thought I had, you know, fried my brain or, or it was my fault that I I did this to myself. And it would be like a hot flash and and like total disorientation and lizard brain. And then for like three days... I would have this really startling experience where I felt like I was dreaming. And it was one of those, like, isolating, feeling so isolating where you don't even talk about it to somebody because before you even think of doing that, you're like, nobody's going to get this. And if I do, I'm just going to reinforce the idea that I'm an idiot and I took these psychedelics on my birthday and fried myself and it's just going to 
Anyways. So you think these are flashbacks? You think you're having flashbacks? I, I, I think, yeah, to a degree, I, I was having these thing. mental flashbacks. I mean, it was all psychosomatic because it was all in my head. It was like, you know, you can't do permanent damage from mushrooms or something like that. But, it, you know, if whatever place you're already in tips you over the edge or something. Yeah, just that, that for the record, I promote, I smoke a sh- buttload of weed. Yeah. And, uh, but it is, it is, it, you have to be real careful. You have to be careful. You have, you to, have to be, be careful about the place you're in. Yeah. If you want, you know, and, and then I, I like eventually kind of found myself climbing out of this. This, this sounds so cheesy to say, but I like took up watercolor and it like really solved these panic attacks. And then I wrote this song one night and, um, and then I put the song on my record and, and throughout all that I had kind of come to discover that, um, what I was experiencing was something that I guess is called like depersonalization disorder, which is a, an, some, a thing that happens psychologically where somebody thinks that they're dreaming or that they really can't be, they can't convince themselves that they're not dreaming. And then somebody messaged me after my record had come out and been like, hey, you know, I really connected with this song. And I was wondering if it was about depersonalization disorder because it completely echoed my experience with it. And wow. So that was interesting, I thought. Well, then you sounds like you were pretty successful with that song. Yeah, I mean, it was just shocking that somebody made a connection that specific to me. Because I was like, wow, that is exactly literally what I'm talking about. Right. You know? right. Have you ever it, thought of this being a dream, right? This reality right here, just in general, as opposed to like... like just toyed like, with that idea, definitely. Well, let me ask you, honestly, when you... The, 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 would it be a thing where you're like, oh, no, I'm having one of those moments where I don't know if I'm in a dream or not? Were you conscious it, of it? it? I was conscious of it, but it was, it was like I didn't even have the floor to... Like, I didn't have my feet on the ground mentally to even feel like, oh, no, this is one of those moments it's going to pass. It's like, oh, no, I am dreaming. Like, it's back. But I am were. dreaming. But, but I were. wasn't. You know, that's the that's the thing. It's like... And so would you say, like, I thought I was just dreaming right there? Like, would I say like, that Like, were you with other people and say, like, oh, sorry, I thought I was dreaming? Like, when you, No, it was like a constant thing. It was like... um it was like just the way everything looked, like the way the sunlight looked, the uh-huh. way people spoke, the way I spoke, the uh-huh. way everybody moved. It all just m- mimicked a dream to me. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't. Well, the rest of the record seems to me like very physical. It like, is kind of, yeah. And I don't know, I'm wondering like, was that conscious too, trying to bring yourself back into your. I think so. I mean, it's kind of a. It's interesting because if I listen to that stuff, it feels so like the way I'm thinking in those songs doesn't even feel necessarily like the same person, but it was a moment in time where maybe I was pretty like frustrated and angry and resentful, but also all those things and happy and and heartbroken and and heartbroken. And I think I was kind of reckoning with like with, um, yeah, I'm grounding myself physically or something, or I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to pinpoint th- what it is. I don't know. I mean, you, you, this record you wrote it. When did you write it in 2017? It came out in 2018. Or is it, or is no, it? I mean, I wrote. Yeah, I mean, some of it I wrote in 
uh, oh, well, it came out in 2017, in 2018. Yeah. Okay. But I wrote it like 2016. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were going through a lot of trauma. Like, yeah. A lot, a lot of, I mean, like, I mean, I, 2016 was a weird yeah. year for everybody I know. And, and uh, for, for reasons, I don't know, I can probably think of a few. But I mean, you know, Trump went and just made you really yeah. think about a lot of stuff, you know, and like, um, and, and even your own, your, yourself and everything like that. So it's like, I feel like I went through, like, went through all kinds of changes in the past few years that, that maybe were building up or something yeah. before that. Not, not to say that that was, uh, what was going on with your panic or the, the, the dream, the dream situation, but whatever. There was a lot, I mean, there was a lot personally going on and then there was that too. Yeah. And I think it just compounded itself and, you know. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Um, better. Much better than I did then. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I'm not having routine panic attacks necessarily. I mean, I still struggle with those underlying things, you know, like anxiety and depression and stuff. But Do you still um, dose? I don't. I, 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 I still smoke weed, but like, like occasionally. Like the... Like, I had that tea, which was great. That tea was so yeah. good. And, um, but I haven't, and I actually have, I guess, taken mushrooms once or, I had, I had another experience where I was on Here a tour playing yeah. solo and there I took mushrooms that. before the show <laughs> and I'm sitting on stage playing and I'm like, what? I forgot I had taken, or I was on a tour with my friend Noah what? Gunderson and we had taken them a few days before at a museum and they didn't do anything. So we were like playing Boston and then we were going to Toronto the next day. So we were like, let's finish these mushrooms before we cross the border. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right before we were going to play. And we were like, let's yeah, finish sure, these no. mushrooms before we cross the border is like, I've said, I don't know how many times I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> let's eat them right now. And, I, and it was like, yeah, they won't do anything. And then I'm playing, I'm by myself playing. I'm like, God, I'm, my body feels so hot. I'm like, this, the guitar. The, the way the guitar sounds, it's amazing. I can't believe the way. I'm like, oh, like tripping it out might on the have guitar. Been. It might have been your greatest performance. I think I don't know. Maybe. It, I'm sure we would have heard about that. That would have been. It's all. It's all the time ago from that. It would have been, been a moment. news alert. Uh, that's funny. Well, let me ask you though yeah. about. But um, I, I've only actually I don't I haven't done anything more than. Uh, Weed. Yeah. I've done shrooms like once or twice, yeah. and, and as was. But I will say in college. But I will say that that the experience of doing that, and, and I didn't do too much of it, but enough of it that it was. It did change the way I see the world. A hundred percent. Like I yeah. do. I, it, there, there is. There is a. There is a it was veil a, that has been lifted. There is a permanent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a veil that's been lifted. In some ways, it feels like that. But it also feels like there's also been a. A slight. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I was alerted to beauty, in a mm-hmm. way, or just made, made a little totally. bit more, more like you can tune into it. If you can, if you look at the, if you, it sounds silly, but if you look at the, if you look at the ocean, like if you, if you st- stare at the ocean, you'll 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 divine great wisdom and beauty yeah. out of that. And I think doing doing um, you know hallucinogens and mushrooms and stuff like that, it, it, what tuned me into that, and that and so I can I don't need mushrooms to sort of retune into that, and, and I never had the tool well, before. Well, because you're smoking a lot of weed. Because oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I have, because I have my dab rig, and that's because uh, <laughs> you're dabbing. <laughs> no, I completely agree with that. I mean, all the positive experiences I had on them were 
definitely like the definitely yeah. the first time I ever took them. Yeah, would probably changed my the way I see things forever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> two most influential artists. Two most Matt Berninger. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> He better say that. Me too. I probably, you know, re- realistically, like it's me and you, it's me, me and uh, no, probably, uh, probably Dylan. I think I was going to say I was going to say Dylan and Hendrix. <laughs> oh, very wow, probably good the combo. Most. How about you, Matt? Waits and Cohen. Oh, yes. Okay, those guys—they would come next. And then there's Nick Cave, and then there's REM, which is like then the yeah. bands, you know. Yeah. But like, if you're talking about like, I mean, Dylan too. I mean, I mean, yeah, Dylan. Dylan. I even, I even love Dylan as much now as that he's, that he's just Still only, on tour. only doing what he wants to do. Yeah. It's just like, I like that. I'm so glad that somebody's out there just all the way out on the end of that limb. You yeah. Know, that artist limb, which is like you're in the very edge of that. Like he's. I love that. He, he's on, yeah. He's and, uh, out there alone. There, there should be more people like that. But um, that's but, kind of a trick question to ask an artist too in a two, yeah, when two. It's always I know, like then a I get anxiety about how many people yeah. there are. Yeah. Yeah, you're you know. you're telling me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so many because yeah, I'm, I don't know. I make lists of artists and I'm like, oh, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you start to it's like these amazing wrinkles open up and you're like, and they yeah. influence them and them. And I them. love also how artists are just. Are, are evolving and changing with the, with the, with the tools and for example um, Patty Smith's Instagram, so, I might yeah. be almost more in, influenced by her Instagram now yeah. than I am by Books. her catalog of music. Yeah. Well, her books are are also on a whole level level, level but mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, there's something. Her her messages to people on their birthdays are are sometimes yeah. um, as profound as as any work she's ever done. You know, so it's really there, there's. I think it's really exciting, and I also just think Thomas. There's this people just pulling apart the idea of what 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 they are as artists. You know, um, I think it's kind of unfair because I bet Harrison has gotten more messages from Patty than most people. I wish. Because of all your birthdays, I thought oh, yeah. she's probably yeah. sent you like ten. Already. I wish I got. His Marshall Vore started Smith. alerting Patty Smith to your multiple birthdays every year. I need to ask him. You just have to comment on her yeah, thing. It's, it's my, my birthday, Patty, and she responds to almost everybody. Know, she's gonna have beautiful. to stop, Patty. You're gonna have to stop. <laughs> you're gonna. Your life is gonna. We're gonna abuse it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, just Marshall Vore and Harrison alone will take up too much of your time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the, the, the tools have changed and the artists that, that um, grow with the tools, I think that's a really important. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. I agree. And um, I think technology for all and social media for all, it's, um, you know, at times artistic naysaying that goes on. I think it's, it's, it is a new tool and it's how mm-hmm. you use it. And it, you can really influence young adults in a way that is positive. And I love seeing the artists that do that, but do it in a funny way too. You know, there's so many. I mean, I love Phoebe's. She's she's got such a great sense of humor, and you know, they're, 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 it's not like she's constantly doing it. But when she does, I always just love her com- her yeah. little comments underneath her photos or whatever. It's like it's. Uh, I love seeing people's personality that's not just their music come out through social media, um, especially when it's a force for good. It's I'm I'm partial to that. I know I am impressed by people who can like commit to it in that way where it almost becomes another statement or like it becomes a whole piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody was telling me they're like it has to look like their layout has to look a certain way. 
I do, which I, I thought was interesting. I follow like, uh, Akila Hughes, and she like she do, goes through long phases where like all the posts will all be like in the same color zone, like all black oh, and whites, whoa. or then there'll be like a month where every one of her posts is like there's red, and like you'll, if you if you scroll through her thing, it's like oh they're the the blue the blue wow. month or the yellow month, and she's That's like so cool. And I don't know how she's doing it. She's just only taking she's like dressing and it's it's cool. But yeah, you can just do all kinds of. Just ask her assistant who's doing I, it. I should. Um, <laughs> It's actually I'm doing it. It's hard work. <laughs> I have to go through everything and color code all her photos. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, it's just it, even Mike Mills is like like we're, we're just talking about Hollywood and putting a movie out is like you know it, it, it's like it's it's not always the 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 always artistic endeavor. A lot of it is just hustle, mm-hmm. and you know, and 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 sometimes that hustle can 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 take away years of your time, you know, and, and, and he wanted to do a smaller project because he's just like, I, I was, he wasn't ready for another four-year um, challenge, you know, battle, uphill climb to just get something made and stuff like that. And so we're just, let's just, let's just make something small. And, and, and then he got Alicia to be in, Alicia to be in it, which was, so it just like things can f- fall together and, and, and um, just get started, you know, mm-hmm. and just get things started and they'll, they'll, They'll end up being something, you know, and they don't have to be a uh, Hollywood movie or a whatever, or a yeah. rock, or, 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 a, or a band, or a rock record. They could be something else. You, well, know? you sort of had that experience alongside your brother, didn't you? Where you were, yeah, kind of launching him as a uh, roadie, yeah, if you will. <laughs> And that, is this a mockumentary? <clears throat> you know, hardly. No. It was. I mean, I won't say it, it wasn't a hundred percent fly in the wall cinema verite but parts of it were recreated um but my brother came on tour with us as as a roadie i wanted him to come on tour but yeah he made this what we started making was like we were just goofing around and we were just shooting backstage and and i was playing like a jackass version of of myself a little bit and it was fun then my wife my my wife saw all that footage and and that well, I don't know if that's gonna. You, you guys think it's cute, but it's not really. It's not really something for more than just maybe your socials or something like that. And she was like, "If you want to make an interesting documentary, it should be about your relationship with your brother." And she told that to my brother Tom. And so he started changing gears, and and yeah, and they made a documentary which wasn't at all what we what he thought he was gonna do, and it turned out to be something entirely different but much better. And 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 my wife jumped in. That was a lot of her jumping in again, and just redirecting sort of maybe um, what the intention was. You know, the intention first was just to have fun together and goof off. And he's nine years younger, and I hadn't hadn't spent a lot of time with him. And so, but then it turned into like a more of an exploration of like our relationship. You know? I can't believe your brother Tom Berenger is younger than you. It's amazing. No, I, yeah. do, and his name's mispronounced. How do you say his name is, again? Yeah, my little brother was in Platoon. He's amazing in that. Um, anyway, yeah. No, uh, Tom different different Tom Berenger, Berninger, but uh, Mistake of a Strangers is that film, uh, not to be confused with Mike Mills's quality film. I am easy to find. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very different pictures. Alicia Alicia Vikander's in one of the two films. Go, yeah, it's say beautiful which one. too. Definitely see it, watch it. Um, I have a question about things that matter to you outside of the the idea of artist on soapbox just actually heart space stuff like what you know what are you passionate about um 
I use the word activism, but that scares people sometimes. But is there anything that either of you feel, you know, uh, you champion um, and you speak about, uh, whether through your lyrics or on stage or just to your friends and family with it, but because you don't want to do it publicly, that mators to you? I'm always interested in that. Uh, I was going to hope mean, Harry would yeah, say this one first. Go ahead. I don't think activism is that scary a word. I feel Good. like it's, it should be like you should be passionate about human rights. I'm definitely passionate about that. Um, I don't know if I talk about that in my music necessarily. I think I'd like to more. I, I'm always thinking about that. Like I wish I could um, be more political in my writing, but it's so hard to do. Or it's so hard to do it well. I don't think, know? though. I think you are, though. I think it's like, I do think, I think there is, a, you know, uh, taking on like a political opponent or something mm-hmm. in a song or, or an issue in a song doesn't have, that, that, you don't need to do that to be, to be political. Right. I, I think when you write a song about mental health, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, empathizing with yeah. it or, 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 or writing a song about gender stuff, you know, in, regardless of what gender or, 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 uh, or you know, package you come you 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 seem to come in uh writing all those things about this stuff it doesn't have to be about trump you know right i've written uh written songs that are just you know just frustrated expressions of anger at at politicians and that that's really fun too that's that's but i think the most and that's i find that you know uh, that that helps me that's a relief to like write a song like a like a turtleneck song or something But, but the other the other songs I think is there's actually a lot more power, weirdly in political power in in writing about about the, the murkier things of your own emotions because that's other people will empathize with you and feel less alone and that's right. political you know totally one hundred percent that's activism I yeah. would say it's like activism of the heart it's honesty and and getting you know being. Um, open enough to get that kind of naked with other people so that they don't feel alone is is a form of activism. The last two people we had on, one was Flea and the other was this kid, um, <clears throat> what was his name? Briston Maroney. I know, Briston. He was amazing. I know, Briston. So they both came on and, you know, I asked them this question or something like it, and they both in their own way landed on um, being kind. Yeah, like totally. You know, whoever you come in contact with, like remembering you have control of that time with them, and to like, so that to me is an amazing form. Like we that made both of us jump for joy, or it certainly did me. So, you know, I don't mean necessarily like a political act, or like you said, you explained it really well, Matt. Because that's exactly right. It's more just like, what do you what are you pensive about? What does your heart say? How does your you know how do as an artist how do those emotions play out? And great answers, really. So also the thing is. I mean, I I've been asked so many times of of like, do do I think music has any any effect? Is it you know mm-hmm. are, is 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 uh, you know are prote- do protest songs do anything you know or political bringing politics into your art does it does it help at all? And again, like I, I like most of the artists I know, everything they do is political. You know, mm-hmm. like like um, their political songs sometimes are their least political. They're just like like they're, they're, those are just songs of like frustration, or you just want to put your you know put give 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 Washington the finger, you know. 
And that doesn't do a whole lot. You know, it feels right. good. You know, I love I love photos of Johnny Cash. You know, giving the f- the finger and stuff. You know, but but um, it, but it's but it's it's the songs, the love songs, and st- songs about empathizing with other people. I think, in that actually have an effect. And like I I I. I Never really was political. I didn't really pay that much attention, but I listened to a lot of rock records, right? And I was also raised Catholic and um, went to a lot of church. But but I don't, like, the, all the takeaways that I feel that made me a, made me a semblance of a decent person, a, a good, empathetic, generally good guy, were all music. You know, it was all mm-hmm. listening to, like, and it's not just, it wasn't, like, listening to a bunch of good guys. It's listening to... To to uh, cat power or, or yeah. you know, Nina, Nina Simone or or, or the, you know made me understand women um, or maybe understand myself you know and maybe a much more politically aware and just socially and, and uh, just it was music it was always music yeah. and so I'm like does 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 rock do, does folk music or rock songs does it have any effect in politics. Not like I don't know if you're going to change the course of an election, right? I don't know, but you're gonna you're gonna change the inner inner life of a lot of a lot of young people who are lost. You know mm-hmm. the way the way I was. You know, if I found I found myself politically and, and emotionally. And, you know, through music, I yeah. think you know artistically all that stuff through rock records, not through the Bible or or through MSNBC or whatever it was when I was watching when I was you know 15 or whatever. I love that. I feel so like it's such a art and activism are yeah. the same thing. Well, I think that you know? storytelling is always more effective than like any kind of form of lecturing too. If you read like all of my favorite books or records or anything, it's usually a moment or a lyric or a, a one sentence that I'll I think about almost every day. Mm-hmm. And and I, and it's because it's all like revelation within a story, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think when you set out to like tell a story, that is always more effective mm-hmm. because it, it it immediately inspires empathy. It's it's also like there's this documentary I love that I watched called White Right, which is this filmmaker Dia Khan, and she she's like this Iranian filmmaker, and she goes around and interviews all these neo Nazis and white nationalists. And um, she has this just, like, magical, like, empathy switch where she sort of makes them feel like her... She she sincerely makes them feel like her friend. She's not, like, tri- like, tricking them because she actually becomes their friend. But she, you know, she gets all of them to leave the movement mm-hmm. by breaking it down to, like, you know, you as my friend, when you say these things, it hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. No, and, it's and that level of like, like that's something I'm passionate about is like that level of vulnerability because it's so terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. It's such a scary idea to be that open or that like. I mean, I think in songs I do that because it's the one place where it feels safe to do that for whatever reason. You know, if it's like shrouded in a, a melody or something, it doesn't feel as scary as saying how you feel about something, like to just another person in conversation. I even think that's. If- I think it's even more powerful than we think. I mean, right now we're in this phase where it feels like fascism and white nationalism and racism and and sexism and and women's rights are being taken away, and it's this massive thing. It feels like yeah. it's it feels like it's stronger than it is. Now, I'm not saying it's not strong; it's terrifying. But I think it's, I do think like we are there. We get in these bubbles and and and, and we don't communicate. We just get in these shouting messages. Yeah. So those, those white nationalists probably never. 
never spoken to somebody or never had anybody, even their sisters or their mom has probably never actually just talked to them directly and courageously yeah. and, and, and kindly. And the, like you said, kindness is like, is, is the most, it's simple and it's, and it's hard to be kind and it takes, yeah, it, it takes yeah. an effort. It takes bravery to be kind, totally. and, and, but it's really, really, really easy to sell yeah. fear and hate. And it's just like the easiest stuff to sell. And, 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 and when, once once somebody gives you a reason to fear somebody else, it's always there a little bit thing. It's a terrible thing, but it's easy to unlearn. It is easy to unlearn, I think. Um, yeah, with with compassion, like you said, or with some kind of connection. And, and yeah. Uh, wow. Well, thank you. That, that was really profound. We heard a rumor that you were going to play live on the show, an acoustic. I am going to play live. That's really exciting. I'm going to yes. be talking over his uh, performance most of the time. And I'll be telling him to shut up, please. We're trying to listen it. to the music. <laughs> spoken word, a little spoken word a little over spoken the top word, of the yeah. show. Okay. I, could, I could do just a little guitar and guitar intro, and then I was just uh, talk. Yeah, you could just talk about, but, 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 yeah. Okay, Matt, could we get you to say, um, <clears throat> "My name is um, Tom Berenger, and <laughs> the artist I would like to launch is Harrison." Well, I, and and if you want to tell him what song you're going to play, and he can like he can introduce. I'll do this. How you doing? This is Tom Berenger. Uh, <laughs> I, I met this. I met I met this guy in the on the. Uh, and the uh, the set of platoon, and he just brought everybody to tears one day on uh, at the end of a rapt session. Willem Dafoe was beside himself, and so Harrison Whitford met him about twenty five thirty years ago on the set of platoon. Here he is, Thank looking you. good. Thank you. I can't. I, can't I was speak Tom. That well. I was Tom Berenger. That was. Uh, that was good. Was it? Yeah. I have no idea. Mm, that doesn't sound mm, anything like Tom Berenger. You guys know Tom Berenger personally, you guys are like, oh, Tom's actually buff. my godfather. It doesn't sound anything like that. Is that what you guys? <clears throat> I thought it was good. Just be you. I know. All right. This is Matt Berninger, and that was not Tom Berenger. Um, but this is Harrison Whitford. Take it away. I'm Harrison Whitford. This is Johanna Samuels singing with me. Ah, uh, the song's. Just called No Name Song. Danny and I were talking just the other day under the kitchen light on the cold linoleum. He said this line of work teaches you so many things But it won't teach you to be a man All my life I've been looking for someone to look after me All my life I've been looking for a maid Then I met you in the garden smelling flowers in the shade I said hello, you said love is like daylight when it fades away We made a pact, we drew blood in the night We gutted ourselves in the heart sunlight I wore your dress in tights, you wore my shirt and jeans we felt like ladybugs on a leaf of evergreen I did not know a storm 
would ravage this place Did not know you held so many tears in your face Did not know I was imperfect Didn't know I was no saint Didn't know my hands could destroy as much as they create Helped him up from the ground where he fell I said you took quite the spill He said I'm fine, oh the wind just knocked me down That the weather here is the same all year round Did not mean to lie right through my teeth Did not mean to cause you any lost sleep So many things I didn't mean to do I only ever mean it when I give myself to you Ooh, it's It's gonna gonna be be a long long time. time Ooh Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. Everybody, 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 everybody